Dude, that was fun as fuck. Fuck good. yeah, it was good. I got, got some good riffing in. Um, got but to would do... you rather be stabbed or shot? Oh, I still say if if it's non-fatal, yeah. like what is either it? Either way, a graze. Way, I I still feel like a stab wound hurts more than a shot. Like a yeah. Then again, I don't know. My friend said it feels like a iron like pressed onto your skin. I bet burning, but I've gotten cuts before. Yeah. So I can imagine a stab wound fucking sucks way more than a. But a, a cut is different than a stab wound if you just on base. If level, the bullet goes out, the stab I'm, wound is going into you. I know. It's just and like, it, and it's the blade is like you know, what six inches. Fuck a stab. Yeah. I'd rather get hit with a little hollow tip. Yeah. It goes in and out. Doesn't really you know hurt anything. Yeah. I asked a friend once to do that. I was like, I want to see how that feels. She's like, No, I'm not fucking. No, I'm not no. shooting you, you fucking moron. <laughs> just shoot me in the hand. I, I, I like, swear, I won't tell. I was anybody. like, Just right in the arm. I won't tell anybody. No vital organs there. No vital. Shoot me below the knee. Yeah. Yeah. If you and it's it's up. funny. Um, you said uh, in the movie they found out they lowballed themselves. Uh, right as I was texting you back, they were in the. The business meeting and the guy was like, "Oh, you fucked yourself." Yeah, they fucked themselves yeah. hard. That's uh, what is it? War games? War dogs? War dogs? Yeah, that was War... a fucking great movie. I didn't get through the whole thing. I fell. Asleep. It was super. Sl- it was like slow. Yeah. Until he got into the business with the guns, and then it was like, go go go. So my confusing movies wasn't there something with somebody hiding money or cocaine in a baby bassinet or like a baby? No, they, he hid the money in the bathroom. And didn't he and hide she, it? He was like, I called the plumber because the pipe was leaking and I found this. And wasn't there like stacks in the crib also? Uh, like like as the mattress? That. No. Mm-mm. I'm just confusing all his movies. Probably. I just get his movies confused. Uh, Wolf yeah. of Wall Street, 21. That, and Street. that Jonah Hill is the arguably the best Jonah Hill if we're talking about acting. So... What movies has he been skinny in? Uh, oh no, there was that Netflix movie. It was like a series. I liked it. It was like where he, him and um, him and the Easy A trick, the trick from um, Superbad. They both were like doing some sort of like experimental pills and shit, and they got like stuck in some. They were like held captive in like some underground. Yeah, hold on, skinny. What? Jonah Hill, <laughs> Trip, trippy sci-fi. You should pull up a screen of it. Maniac, so, yo. Okay, I love you, I'll Google. Check it out. Google is the shit. Yeah. Look, what, look. what was the acronym again? For, oh, uh, God of our generation living like electronically. Exactly. But look how look how smart the Google is. I put skinny Jonah Hill, trippy sci-fi, and then boom, maniac. Because that's probably one of the only like sci-fi things he's really been in, as as far as you know, I know. It's a good movie, a uh, good series. I don't Could know you pull up a picture of uh, fat Jonah Hill like next to skinny Jonah Hill? <laughs> is your uh, is your background Tupac? Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Speaking of Tupac, you ever seen uh, uh, Gridlocked? Yeah, great movie. Yeah, fantastic movie. Every time I mention it to somebody when we're talking like that era, it always gets overlooked. Really? Yeah. 
Probably right. for the fact that they were dope heads. Here we go. So look at this one. These guys I was just gonna say the one with the the three Jonah Hills. They don't even look like the same person. No. Wait, go back. What did it say? Weight loss makes Jonah Hill less funny. (laughs) 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 That is so funny. He's like trying to play turtle in real life. Oh, no. What does that say? Funny fatties learn the what? Funny fatties learn the hard way. Oh, no. (laughs) Damn. The internet is so fucking mean. Look at it. He looks like a fucking cancer patient in Big Pun. Look at Big Pun. <laughs> I wonder if he had the pretty for war, Joe. Pretty <laughs> 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 for he had, walk- he-, he had walking sleep apnea. Yeah, fucking um, what's his face? Uh, Nori said that he'd be talking to him sometimes. Or they were like, you just fall asleep. Nori's like, I thought I was boring. You know, he's like all this time people tell me, yo, because Nas told Nori one day you're going to get paid for your words. You're going to get paid for it to talk. And he's like, yeah. what the fuck are you talking about, Nas? You high as fuck right now. Yeah. And then he would doubt himself because he'd be talking to Pun and then Pun would just. Oh, no. <laughs> and they said he'd like wake up and then eat, eat. And then like they'd be chilling. And then, yeah. Fall back to sleep. Yeah, like sleep apnea. That'd be like a stand-up comedian who just thinks he's like his jokes are killing and somebody's just fucking. Oh, yeah. Oh, brutal. Could you imagine? And then just what? crushing all your confidence and never wanting to get on stage. You, sa- you sounded like the little kid. Can you imagine? Can you imagine? Can you imagine? <laughs> <laughs> oh, my goodness. Where is he at? Where is he at? I can't find him. Can you imagine? Oh, well. It just reminds me of that kid. Like, you ever had a dream where you like it, you know, you like it, and 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 you like, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about? No. I should All have right. mentioned when uh, Foley was talking about microdosing uh, Tim Butterly. You should talk to him. So he, what, Tim Butterly microdoses on the regs? Yeah. Yes. Fuck microdosing. I'm pretty positive he told us on the podcast. Microdosing is for pussies. I mean, that's what they do in Silicon Valley. Like I said, microdosing. <laughs> <is for pussies>. <laughs> <laughs> They're all pussies. That that you um you had you 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 could you do you you want you you could do so you when you, you try to do, factory you reset could, a phone you, you in want, the middle you of doing something him to do you so much you could do anything <laughs> want him to do you so much that you could do anything yeah he's probably tripping on that uh, jesus juice now nah, he was probably getting molested and he was like if they do me i can do anything gentlemen hello how are we fellas good good doing great, man. how you doing i'm doing great great to meet you i'm henry how are you <laughs> i'm red how you doing hey I'm buddy both. what's up brother how are you not much hanging chilling very nice thanks for having me on oh thank you for yeah, you know course. taking the time out to do it of course you know you're a busy guy no i'm not that busy oh man what are you talking about you had an incredible Incredible performance in the setup in Netflix. The setup. <laughs> Thanks, man. <laughs> I appreciate it. How are you guys doing? Maintaining. Nice. Maintaining. 
you know? Yeah, all you really can do, you know? I hear you. Hey, it's better than getting fucking slayed COVID. with COVID or getting, <laughs> catching a bullet from your neighbor for shoveling on their lawn. Ooh. I saw that. It's pretty crazy. Yeah, didn't yeah. it happen in Pennsylvania? It did. It happened right near where I was born, to be honest with you. Holy shit. Yeah, I was born in Wilkesbury. It happened in, I think, a place called Plains, but I could be wrong. But I know it was close to Scranton and close to Wilkesbury. Okay. Not to get off topic, but a band I really like is from Wilkesbury. Wilkesbury. What are they called? Title Fight. Okay. Never heard of them, but I'm sure they're fantastic. <laughs> yeah, they're uh, a little more underground, but they're pretty good. Gotcha. Um, as far as the, the shootout, that was crazy. I know, it was nuts. Didn't the uh, the neighbors threaten to pull a gun on him and he just went for one or something? I don't know. No. Uh, the, from the video I saw, it didn't seem like that. But the, no. the weird thing is, is that I thought about, there was like, you know, there was like bacon probably cooking. There was like coffee on in each of their houses. Probably <laughs> the news was on. You know what I mean? It was mm-hmm. fucking crazy. Then you're shooting yeah. out in the middle of the street like it's fucking the Wild West. I wonder if he had this <laughs> thought. He was watching the news. He's like, I'm going to be on there tomorrow. Yeah. When my buddy sent me the video, he was like, uh, um, I knew it was wearing my headphones on. He was like, Are you ready to never talk shit to anybody again? (laughs) (laughs) That's a hundred percent true, man. Fuck that. Yo, but the crazy part about it was that when the guy came out with, with the handgun and he was pointing it at them, they were still like, Yeah, pussy. Like they were still like, Yeah, you're not gonna shoot me. What the fuck are you doing? There was I was just like, wow, that is once the, once the gun comes out, the shit talk has to stop. You have to <laughs> like, you gotta be put hands up, like whoa, 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 bro. Yeah. My yeah. my fault, my fault, my bad. There's a couple of schools of thought on that. One, I will the, the guy that shot them, I got the feeling he had that gun on him all the time. No, yeah, he went back he in the house like a gun though. guy. He went yeah, back in the house to get the AR 15. Yeah, no, he he went back in to get the gun. Also, he oh really? Out. Yeah, he was. Out well, then he must have had it like right there or something. It wasn't like in a safe upstairs. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> nah. he had it right next to his keys. That's a gun guy, you know. <laughs> but and the other guy either was a gun guy, or and had been around guns, or they were just petrified and frozen in yeah. fear because he had. I mean, the guy was a horrible shot. He shot like fucking eight times and missed, yeah. and then all of a sudden caught the guy in the stomach. But they were laughing at him during that. They were like, ha, 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 you fucking can't hit me. That's crazy. I was just like, why? Your your reaction should be to run. Wow. I'd be on my knees with my mouth open right there. <laughs> <laughs> You're right. I'm a pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever you want. But uh, right after I saw that, I was, uh, I was I was leaving the city and I was coming down the subway steps and I usually hardly ever take the subway anymore. I just drive in. Um yeah, don't. I'm in Times Square. I'm walking down the subway, and uh, this guy like bumps into me a little bit. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I didn't, didn't give a shit. We just like well, we both had winter coats on. We both like you know like brush past each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I get to the steps, and he's like, "You know, you're not that little." He's like, "What's up, pussy?" And like he started to walk back over towards me. He's like, "You good?" And I was like, "Yeah, man, I'm great. Take care, sir." <laughs> <laughs> when like before I saw that video, I'd be like, "What pussy?" Like you know what I mean, or something like that. <laughs> Getting beat up, I don't mind. Yeah. Getting fucking shot. That's unless a different I, story. Yeah, unless I have a piece on me. Yeah. yeah. I've been thinking about getting one. <laughs> I know, right? Is concealed carry state or no? 
Uh, I don't know. I live in I live in New York, which I know it definitely is. No, no. Um, it depends on uh, your, your what line of work you're in, how much money you carry, and what you carry. You can't get away with um, having a piece on you, but it's very hard to get that. Wait, in New York? Yeah, New York. How much money? Was he got to be a baller? I, I, no, yeah, I, yeah. I, I carry money for businesses. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I got forty dollars and uh, a capital <laughs> one card. <laughs> <laughs> That would be your thing. You pull out the piece. What's in your wallet? No shit. <laughs> yeah, but the train, you got that whole um, fucking serial killer going around. I didn't know anything about it. And then uh, Friday night, I was at a show. Uh-huh. And uh, a good friend of mine, Ian Finance, came down. I was just going to say, that's how, that's how I found out. He comes running down. He's like, they're killing people on the subway. There's a uh, he said, don't take the trains, run for the hills. Um, Did he blow someone on the way down? <laughs> uh, <laughs> but then I found out it was just, uh, it's a, it's, I, I don't know what the latest is, but I was glad he gave me that, that advice because, um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking I'm done taking a train till at least the summer. Yeah. I don't yeah. want to get stabbed either. But I think it was, uh, <laughs> it's just been homeless. Not like it's that that's better, but it's it's been homeless guys, right? It yeah. seems like it. That's what there's. But there was a woman too. I don't know. She didn't seem homeless. Oh yeah, that's right. She didn't seem homeless to me. Um, it's fucked up, man. I don't want to get yeah. stabbed either. Getting stabbed, ugh, that's brutal. Yeah. Well, would you rather get stabbed or shot? <sighs> Am I living on both? I know, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna live. Yeah. Um. Take the shot. <laughs> yeah. One shot. Yeah. One shot or one stab wound. Oh. Uh, I'll take the one stab wound. Multiple stab wounds. <laughs> I would take the single shot. Because yeah. I saw that video of uh, there was a video from China about two police officers that like had beef with each other. Uh-huh. And the one guy stabs the guy in the hallway and he stabs him like a million times. And Whoa. it looks because you don't really die. You're like, you're still doing this shit and oh, you're yeah. getting fighting and, and you're getting fucking hit everywhere. They're still ah. flying in the air. Yeah, I don't like that, man. I don't like that. Were their mouths moving faster than they could communicate? Sometimes? That's terrible. <laughs> I'm sorry. So, Lo, should we do the intro? Yeah, so... We didn't even start yet? What do you mean? That oh, was no. gold! <laughs> oh, we, we, got that. we got all that. We got all that. We yeah, got we all got that. all that. <laughs> what up? You now listen to the rap and the DJ. I'm the DJ. DJ Lack of Sleep. I am the rapper of the motherfucking Red Baron. And we are here with our esteemed guest today, H. Foley of Are You Garbage? Hey, guys. Thanks so much for having me, man. I appreciate it. Of course, man. Um, before we get into any music questions, I'm just curious, how did uh, Are You Garbage come about? Uh, I was wondering what the podcast was about, to be honest with you. So you rap and you, and you guys actually perform together? Yes. yes, sir. In non-COVID times, I would assume? Yes, yes sir. Well, we did during this time period, too. We had a... Um... A benefit show. Benefit. Oh, that's right. I remember you, one of you guys sent me the, the, yeah. the clip. He was, right. tripping on, he was tripping on mushrooms. I was enabling uh, him. I was giving I him. I was, yeah. He <laughs> enabled me and I fucking killed it. Very good. I wrestled one of my most important wrestling matches in high school on LSD. Whoa. Wow, really? How'd that go? Uh, it was great. I won. It was it was amazing. I was I, I swear to God, in high school, I was a better person on acid than not on acid. Was the floor breathing in it? Huh? Was the floor breathing? Uh, not that bad, but I've, I've been in those experiences. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
Matter of fact, re- the last time I took psychedelics was mushrooms. And we were, this is maybe like seven years ago. Uh-huh. And we were in Central Park and the park, the park was breathing. Wow. The whole, it was just going like that. And like, that, how much did like you that. take? Um, maybe a half an eighth each. Oh, wow. Yeah, not too, not too much. Yeah, it's oh, good yeah, stuff. Oh, must have been really good. Yeah. yeah. I want to start, um, they're starting to become a little bit more available. I would like to start micro dosing them. Micro dosing is fucking fantastic. Yeah, it probably just gives you a nice little zip to the day. It's, it's yeah, te- it's a teaser to me. Like, is it? I if I'm gonna be tripping, I, I want to be tripping. <laughs> I mean, yeah. unless you want to be like blown out all the time. Micro dose in the morning, full full dose in the afternoon. It's like fuck this shit. <laughs> <laughs> but like like with, with shrooms, like I just I just want to see the walls breathing. I want to see the floor changing colors. I don't want to just feel like I smoked five blunts like that's just lame sure it is it did it is trippy shit i love how much they're starting to like fuck with it as far as like for medicinal person uh, purposes and stuff like that alzheimer's etc cetera, etc cetera. it's so funny all that shit that was illegal is it, you know <laughs> our kids or the next generation they're gonna be they're gonna be popping that like it's fucking you know like it's coffee yeah well, I'm, I'm gonna i'm gonna run out and grab some mushrooms real quick you guys want anything now nah, we're good <laughs> it's okay, weird. they actually started um testing on it uh, quite a while ago in new mexico for people who were terminal to mm-hmm. help get over like their fear of death that's trippy that's a lot dude if i was dying uh, yeah. that's the last thing i'd want to do would be tripping word unless you told it, me it, like, guess what you're gonna live forever yeah it like helps you face your shit i'm not facing anything no. i'm going kicking and screaming i'll tell you that <laughs> yeah. no i think that's that's anytime that i've bugged out quote unquote or had like in a, a panic attack was because of my fear of death. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, and, and it's happened on LSD and mushrooms and stuff like that. So the last thing I want, I actually am dying. You give me this shit. I'm not going to face anything. It's going to be fucking like double freak out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Are You Garbage came about. Um, Kevin and I have been working together for years. We, we started in Philly together. We ran shows in Philly together. Uh, we shot the, sketches. The Lounge? The Raven Lounge. Yeah, the Raven Lounge was started by uh, Chris Cotton. Uh, R.I.P. Um, uh, my best pal uh, and Conrad Roth. And uh, then I came aboard a couple months later or six months later. And then eventually, um, you know, we just kept cycling it in. Like Tom Cassidy ran it for a little while. Kevin ran it for a while. Ryan Shaner, Brian Six, those guys. It was all We had, kind of a, we had those two on. Yeah, yeah great guys. Up. Oh, yeah. So Kevin and I have a history together, and then when we got to New York, we started a podcast called The Center City Comedy Show, but um, we didn't really know anything about, like, actually how to, like, get it out there. Does that make yeah. sense? You yeah. You know what I mean? For sure. We just, we just thought we'd sit back, we'd be funny, and, you know, whatever, whatever. But uh, mm-hmm. so we built up a pretty good chemistry, and then um, after that, we did that for a few years, and then we did one called Hard Feelings, which we now do on our Patreon. Yep. Um, and... Uh, and then we used to, a lot of it was us shitting on each other. You know what I mean? And we're from similar backgrounds. So, you know, anything I did as a kid, if he didn't do it as a kid, that was garbage and vice versa. You know, yeah. having milk with dinner, I think, was like one of the original ones. Yeah, um, a big point of contention on the show. Yeah, exactly. So we would just basically just shit on each other all the time. Like if we were driving to a road gig or or whatever. And then um, one like towards the end of the Center City Comedy Show, Mm-hmm. I had the idea to play that game with with the three of us. Okay, ah. 
So we just did it. You know, I said, hey, let, you know, we're gonna, let's ask each other these questions. So we did it and we were fucking dying laughing. It was me, uh, Kevin, Andrew Chavon, and Derek Gaines. Okay. We played it with the, with, with, the, with the four of us and we were fucking cracking up. And then, um, I don't know, maybe, you know, we still, we were doing the hard feelings podcast, et cetera, et cetera. And Kevin and I were trying to find ideas to do and all that stuff. And we both kind of came up with the idea at the same time. We were like, uh, we literally met each other at New York comedy club one night and we were both like, I have an idea. And he was like, I have an idea. And I was like, okay, what is it? And he's like, I think we should do Are You Garbage as a podcast. And I'm like, that's the fucking exact thing that, that I say. We have, Great you know, minds think alike. So, you know, we thought we, we came up with the idea to have guests on and, and interview them about their childhood and all that kind of stuff. And and that was really it. And we started doing it maybe, um, I think about a year ago, you know, now. We started doing it right before the pandemic. We did it in this little studio in uh, in. In Midtown, we got, we got a couple of episodes under our belt, and then the lockdown hit. Yeah. And um, when the lockdown hit, we had nothing to do, and we knew a lot of bigger comics had nothing to do. Uh, so we were like, fuck it. Let's put our, you know, our foot to the gas. So we started doing a hard feelings every day. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And then we started doing two Are You Garbages every week over, over Zoom. And the Zoom kind of lent itself at the time to the game. Cause you could see everybody's reaction and, and all that kind of stuff. Um, and it just kind of just snowballed from there. And, uh, and that's it. Now, we're, you know, now we're here, we're chugging away. We got in Tootie's studio and, yeah. uh, we're having a good time with it. Do and either my- of you have an aunt Tootie or is that a fiction? Aunt Tootie is Brian six has an aunt Tootie. Okay. <laughs> so the way we, the way we named the, the studio was, um, a question that Kevin thought of was, do you have any aunts or uncles that you don't call them by their actual name? You know, uh-huh. you know I mean, like, you know, Aunt Zippy or fucking, you know, yeah. Uncle Uncle Duck or, you know, whatever. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and you know, in my family, we have tons of that. My my four cousins, everybody has a nickname. There's fucking Duck, Flo, Special K, Ziggy. <laughs> hey, no, nobody. You know what I mean? Um. So we asked six that question when we yeah. had him on, and we're like, "Do you have any? Do you have any answer, uncles that uh, that don't that don't go with their first name?" And he paused for a second. He goes, "I got an aunt Tutty," and we were fucking <laughs> dying laughing. So that that had to be the name of the of the studio, Aunt Tutty's. Down Aunt Tutty's. That's it's a good time. Fantastic. Yeah, yeah my it's fun. favorite. My favorite question you've asked this whole time is. Have you ever done karate in public? <laughs> uh, Man, I've seen it, and it's like, what the fuck are you doing? And I'm not talking about uh, like the older people that do like you know the like Tai Chi in yeah, public yeah. or whatever. Because yeah. um, I was in my my girlfriend's Filipino. We were in Hawaii for uh, for Christmas to see her family, and people and, are just uh, doing that. Yeah, yeah, it's like you know, it's like a you know, like yoga outside. I, I don't yeah. even mind yoga outside. Yoga is, outside is fine. So, but like a Zumba class through a park, huh? Like a Zumba class, whatever. That's fine. If if, if women, you know, if, if if people are out having a yoga class, that's fine. Yeah. I'm talking about you're walking through a park with your kid <laughs> or your fucking mom, and you look over near the bushes, and there's one guy wearing a karate gi working on his fucking moves. And he's counting Chinese. <laughs> yeah, that is that is garbage. Yeah, that and the jugglers. I used to always be amazed by that. One time, I was when we were still in Philly. I was walking through Rittenhouse Square, and there was two jugglers. <laughs> <laughs> 
they they weren't juggling together, but they were standing next to each other and they were practicing. I'm like, damn, I can't believe that a juggler has one friend. I'll be honest. You know what I mean? I, I was stunned by it. Like, hey, there's two jugglers. Another friend who's a juggler. Who's a juggler? Yeah, it's crazy that they were trying it. But I wonder if they had beef that they like had to settle. Yeah, they were they were they were a juggle off, maybe. <laughs> this is my spot. That's right. <laughs> so um let me ask you the first question. Um growing up, what did you listen to? Uh, so musically it goes like this, if you want to hear the, the story. Yeah, of course. So um my my parents were born in a, a town called Wilkesbury in uh in Pennsylvania. Now I feel like their upbringing, they were maybe like five or six years kind of behind what was going on in the rest of the country when they were kids. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. When they weren't, the point that I'm bringing this up is like when they were in high school, they leaned more towards Motown and the early 60s rather than, let's say, Pink Floyd, the Beatles, the Stones, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Okay. Yeah. So it was a little bit more of that. It was a little bit more of like, you know, what you would see in Greece, the Letterman jackets. They went out to the lake every yeah. weekend. They had parties and keggers. Huh. They weren't really like the, you know, I mean, I'm sure they were, but they weren't really like the smoking pot and experimenting with drugs kind of kind of people. It was more. So when so when your mom met your dad or when your dad met your mom, she's like, what's up, toots? Exactly. You know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know if you said that, yeah. but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hey, you doing dollface? Get over here. See? <laughs> hey. It wasn't a it wasn't a 40s gangster. <laughs> hey, you're a good looking broad. Yeah. <laughs> See? But they were more like, you know, uh, like, you know, like race cars and greasers and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Okay. Rather than like what I'm saying, like, you know, more of the um, eccentric bands of the day. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So. The reason I bring that up is because uh, fast forward to when I was a little kid, my grandmother was in a nursing home and it was about an hour or two, an hour and a half away. So every Sunday we drove out to see my grandmother and every single Sunday on the way there and on the way back, all we listened to was oldies. Yeah, it was all oldies. It was fucking, you know, Buddy Holly. It was Chuck Berry. It was fucking. um it was uh, the Four Tops. It was the Temptations. It was Otis Redding. It was, you know, it was all that, you know. Yeah. Um, so that was kind of my first intro to it. And it's weird because I remember as a little kid hearing uh, the Long and Winding Road for the first time, and <laughs> like I love the like I love the Beatles musically, influentially. Does that make sense? Yeah. yeah. But like I remember hearing that when I was a kid and being like fucking bummed out, like what the fuck is this? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get this guy a fucking cup of coffee or something. <laughs> it was like it was like too sad for me. Yeah, you know. Yeah. Um. So you know, I think music is like when you're exposed to it and how you're exposed to it, et cetera. So that kind of set the foundation. All right. It was 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 that. So that was kind of the way it was. Um. You know, I was a preteen or whatever in the '80s. So. You know, I got swept up in a couple of the hits. I like a Phil Collins song just as much as the next guy. Um, and then well, they preteen, what, like 12, 13? Yeah, like, yeah, like right around that time. So okay. like that was, uh, let me see. Um, I liked all the 80s stuff, you know, Journey and all that stuff. But it yeah. was more on like a, on the radio kind of thing. I wouldn't say I really started getting into, is that a Saratoga water? 
It is. I am fucking stunned that you are drinking that. I was expecting a three liter of mellow yellow to come up. Oh. Was, uh, look at you, Saratoga, fucking red B. I like it. Classy yeah, I don't, guy. I don't, I don't usually drink soda. Classy guy. Uh, Saratoga. That's Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, I would have put a collared the- shirt on if I would have known this was going to be uh, an upscale event. Um. But I didn't really get into music until 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 high school. All right. Now. So we're talking the suburbs. I went into high school in 1990. All right. And as you guys know, at that time, uh, a lot of bands from the 70s and, you know, everybody was re-releasing everything on CD. Again, when you're introduced to it, the time and the place really, really, really makes a fucking big deal. Yep. Because. Everybody fucking rebought all these CDs and like we had just started smoking pot. And the, uh, what happened was, is that my intro into really into music was the Steve Miller band. Have you ever heard of the Steve Miller band? Yeah, of course. Yeah. So that was kind of like the vibe that, you know, you know, of what everybody listened to in my high school. All these kids started re-getting into music from the 70s and they kind of just started building up from there. You yeah. know what I mean? Over like a two year period. And then around that time, I'd say what it was, 90, 92, that's when that's when grunge took off. So that's when like fucking Pearl Jam and Smashing Pumpkins and Nirvana and Soundgarden and Who's all your these, favorite grunge band. I mean, Nirvana, 100 percent. When I was in college, I skipped going to uh, lacrosse camp, which is like the like like, you know, like a preseason camp. Yeah. Uh, to start the season to go to Seattle because we were going to move to Seattle in the summer just to live there. Yeah, and we went we went for a couple. We went for the spring break just to like, get you know, to check it out. Mm-hmm. Um, this was after he had died. It was like 96. But like, dude, all through like the, my senior year of high school, all the way into uh, all through college, I was fucking obsessed with them. I fucking love them. Yeah. And I think I didn't really get into them till after till after he passed, you know, Oh wow, which is weird. Yeah. Um, but I, you know, I liked them in high school, just like, you know, as much as anybody, but like, I'm like a bubblegum kind of tip, you know what I mean? Like, you know, you like fucking smells, smells like, like spirit and all that yeah. stuff. But I remember, um, my, my junior going, going to, going to, uh, football camp, my junior year, this, this kid that, that I went to high school with, his name was Ryan Anderson. He had like five CDs. All right. And at this point I was still going through the. You know, the fucking Pink Floyds and the Led Zeppelins and, you know, Bob Dylan and all that kind of stuff. So I was still absorbing that. I had no idea that this whole fucking wave was, you know, was starting to form on the underground. This kid was a little bit more, you know, you know, he knew what was going on a little bit more. Yeah. And uh, he had five CDs and it was it was uh, Smashing Pumpkins uh, Gish. It was a porno for Pyro's uh, album. It was a Jane's Addiction album. And something else. And I was like, what the fuck is all this? Yeah. And dude, once I started listening to all that, that I mean, that was a wrap. The yeah. early, dude, the 90s had some fucking killer fucking bands. It was yeah. unbelievable. And then, of course, when I was younger, you know, when Beastie Boys came out and, you know, run DMC and Public Enemy and, and all that kind of stuff, I kind of started moving away from hip hop um, after like Cypress Hill or like, you know, like when Snoop Dogg kind of first came out. Then I just yeah. kind of like lost touch with it a little bit. Yeah. You know? mm. so, well, that that's that's that was really it. You know, that, that's where I'm coming from musically. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Beastie Boys. Yeah. 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 I'm, I, I just uh, 
I just rewatched their performance on Letterman where they did uh, sabotage. Yeah. And dude, it's just like that they played the instruments just the way they did it. Fucking it's, it's so crazy that they were a hardcore band before they even did rap. I know they really were. What they they met Rick Rubin at like NYU or something like that. Yeah. And he was already working with Slayer and all those dudes. Yeah, I saw one of them on the subway at West Fourth Street, maybe like two years ago. He was with his kid. Oh wow. Um, I can't remember who it was. Uh, I I don't really know their names that well, but uh, <clears throat> he was just standing like a regular guy. It was like, oh man, fucking talk about really living it, you know? Because they're like such New York guys. Yeah, that yeah, was pretty cool. You down here on the subway. I don't know if it was uh, Letterman or, or what late night show. You ever see that performance where they're walking down the street performing? No. Jimmy Kimmel, right? I oh, think really? I, yeah. That's pretty cool. It was the it was I've never seen a performance like that. Huh? People were just moving and it was like like a normal thing. And they were just straight ahead to the camera. Yeah, that's pretty neat. Um, I also I was I was into you, too. Uh, I, I have a pretty poppy ear, I guess I would say. You know what I mean? There's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, um, I tend to like the hits. I yeah. tend to like, you know, the simple, you know, Grew up verse, in the chorus, 80s. verse, chorus. Yeah, yeah. Grew oh. up in the 80s. That's why I love The Weeknd's new album. I mean, I love that one song, but then again, listen, it's like hard for me to get into the rest of it. You listen, listen to the album. If, you, yeah. if you're like an 80s head, you'll love the album. Oh, yeah. Well, no, I could tell he does the with the synthesizers and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. Sounds very Hall & Oates to me. Also, yeah. Oh, yeah. I love Hall & Oates. Very yeah. very soulful guys. Like I, I, I thought, what was it, Hall or was it Oates? I forget which one. Daryl Hall was the lead singer. I thought he was black first time yeah, I heard him. That's so funny you <laughs> mentioned that. So did so did most black musicians at the time that had never met him. They all thought oh, wow. he was black. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, old school. It's funny you mentioned uh, you two, and uh, this is probably so garbage, but um, growing up. <laughs> When I first like got into music and you know my mom was like showing me a lot of shit, uh, she would play U2 and uh, there's a song called Sunday Bloody Sunday. Sure. And her name is Sunday and she told me she's like I like this song but I don't really like it. And one day you know we heard it again and I was like, well why don't you like it? And she basically gave me a light explanation on the fact that the girls at her school used to make fun of her when they were all on their periods. Ah. Uh. Oh. <laughs> makes sense. Yeah. yeah, makes sense. So that performance was on Letterman. Oh, okay. oh, was it? Yeah. Did you pull up a screen of it? Just so yeah, I don't know like, if I could play it. They're so big. I don't know if I'll no. Play. You don't have to play it. Just show him what I'm talking. All right. Because right. uh, yeah. that shit was mind blow. Yeah, they're just like walking down the street. Everybody's like, "What?" Okay. Yeah, I think I remember this. Man, look at New York. Yeah. Something else. Simpler times. Simpler times. Yeah, this couldn't have been that long ago. Maybe what? This has to be early 2000s. Yeah. <laughs> it's a pretty accurate. Impression. That's basically it right there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yep. The, one so, thing I, the one thing I loved about you, too, was. Uh, is if you ever seen that documentary about Octone Baby, their their one album, they just completely reinvented their sound like halfway through their career. Who? Oh, YouTube. YouTube. Oh, well, yeah, I the, they kind of jacked that from the Stone Roses. A little bit, yeah. Yeah, I know, yeah, a little bit. But I just always thought that was uh that's always something, you know, because a lot of times when bands do that, 
you know, when they run their course and they try to reinvent themselves, it's usually, you know, yeah, which, I mean, that's a miracle anyway. You know what I mean? Like people don't realize how hard it is to develop one sound. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. I always mention to people the fact that uh, there's a hip hop group now called Run the Jewels and mm-hmm. Killer Mike, who was with Outkast and all those dudes and LP, who's a rapper from New York. And basically each of them had a career which hit uh, not you know falling off or not dead completely but it had run its course essentially and then they got together and they blew up bigger than either of them ever had been before yeah sure yeah i used to love the behind the musics on vh1 same yeah me too yeah right and i remember being a kid and being so disappointed in mtv when when like you know the videos just started going away yeah and it was so like I, I get it, you know, monetarily I get it. There's way more money in you know reality shows and mm-hmm. Carson Daly and all that stuff. But that it was for a while we were it was so fucking cool. Yeah. Oh yeah, MTV was a shit. I mean, yeah. they hardly had videos to play. That's how Weird Al got on the air. I know it's, it's strange. <laughs> That's why I was a fan of uh, Beavis and Butthead. Besides all the humor, because they played so many videos. Well, the- sure. Beavis and Butthead, the first uh, video reaction uh, duo. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> they led but, the way for YouTube. <laughs> but you know what's crazy is even that programming back in the day, when they had videos during the day and they would start doing that shit at night, it was still cool. Like, you know what I mean? Like, there could have been a better balance. I mean, obviously not economically, but... Like like that like there was there was that show there was fucking remote control was was it was yep. a great game show that was on there and there was this there was this cartoon about like this monster and this little girl I Elon can't remember the flux no but yeah that shit like it's very it's very like that I can't remember what it was called he had like two he had like he was almost like a big Wolverine it was a little girl and and this and this monster and they were like fighting these things but like all that stuff was fucking awesome. Oh, was it the head or the max? The max. That's exactly what it was. The max. Yeah. And so when you start getting into teen mom shit, you're like, wait a minute, what the fuck is going on? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, I just had three abortions. And trying to watch third base here. What are you doing, kid? <laughs> it's funny you say that. I, I was just talking to search. Really? Yeah. Oh man, when I was a kid, so I, I gas face, I love. Yep. Um, MF Doom, R.I.P. Yeah, when I was uh, when I when I was in uh, seventh or eighth grade is, is when that stuff came out. And like I remember that one coat that Search is wearing in uh, maybe not the gas face video, but the Happened the other the one. AM? Yeah, it's like um, it's like a preppy, like almost like an LL Bean style jacket. Everybody fucking wanted that when I was a kid. Oh wow! Yeah, pretty cool. That's awesome. So- so if you had to pick um, like a top five, you know, what would it be? Top five band songs. I mean, you could do bands or artists or, you know, whatever. I mean, I mean, I guess just for their uh, for their influence, you got to go. The Stones and the Beatles would have to be on there. If we're, if we're strictly talking about shit that I listen to, Chuck yeah, Berry. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Goat, Chuck Berry. Fucking Chuck tiny. Berry, Otis Redding, and I've really gotten into uh, Miles Davis as of late. Like I used to, I used to listen to it uh, when I was younger. I put on Kind of Blue, the the whole album. But we just oh, kind yeah. of have it on. Amazing but album. Then, yeah, it's crazy. But now I'm really starting to get into it. And um, I recently came across uh, a song of his that I think is the greatest 
song title. Actually, I don't think he wrote it. I think it's an old show tune or whatever. But I think it's the greatest song title ever. It's called It Never Even Entered My Mind. Oh, wow. Is that a fucking... Is that the name of a fucking track or what? That's a good one. That's great. It never even entered my mind. I have a little ritual with uh, Miles. I, I, I take time off from doing it because it could get you uh, really big. So I called it uh, Miles Davis and Pancakes. So every Sunday, <laughs> I would make... I would make from scratch pancakes. Listen, uh-huh. to Miles Davis. That's awesome. It was it was very therapeutic, you know. Like cut up like uh, strawberries. I get like um, blueberries. I like make my own syrup and shit. But mm-hmm. if you do that shit like six <laughs> Sundays in a row, <laughs> in I'm about to start. I'll tell you that. I like it. <laughs> Yo, Miles Davis and pancakes. I'm trying to start that, man. It's, it's fucking dope. This that girl should be, I know, that should be an EP name. This girl That's I know good. was making a song, and then I don't know what happened with it. She started singing it, and then I don't know what happened with it. I like that. Um, yeah, as I get older, I, I start to... Because I've realized that as um, as much of an emotional person am I, those songs will really, really fucking dictate how I feel. And like I'll sit there and listen to something over and over and over again and get obsessed with it. Like Remember, the, there was a line in High Fidelity that said... Um, do we listen to pop music because we're sad or are we sad because we listen to pop music? Yeah. And that could go with any emotion. You like, you get hyped up or like feel good yeah. or whatever. Yeah. Um, but to like, you know, to combat that, I can't really listen to like, you know, go, I listen to that weekend song. I'm fucking. <laughs> Dude, I want to get a fucking eight ball and fucking hit my hand. Are you sure it's on the eight ball first? Or? <laughs> No, but it just like it keys you up so much. Like you know, yeah. you know, you know, it's a a song that I shouldn't be listening to, but I actually absolutely love. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> I'm so I'm so old. It's like you know, it's a song not for kids, but you know, it's a different generation. What? Red ass pussy? No, twenty. 20- <laughs> no, I can't stand that shit. No, if I can't stand Cardi B and all that, that stuff is trash. Oh, oh no, she's a prolific writer. That new song she has, when it's up and it's up and it's up and it's up. <laughs> <laughs> she said that's about constipation. So, so oh, it's funny. not about her husband's dick. So many, so many <laughs> artists are, are get caught up in that too. You know, yeah. like everybody they have that one song, and I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm going, and I'm going. You know what I mean? It's just the same thing over again. Yeah, that's how hard it is to write songs. But um, <laughs> uh, the kid's name is Twenty Four K Golden, uh-huh. and the song is called Mood, and he has another guy featured on it. Again, when we were in Hawaii for Christmas, that's all we fucking listened to. We'd literally listen to that song over and over again. Hmm. So your um, choice or did it just happen? To you? Well, she, my girl was listening to it. And then all of a sudden, after like the 12th time, I'm like, hey, I'm singing along. And fucking <laughs> is, your lady, is your lady 18? <laughs> She's 34. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. We shouldn't be listening to it, but we are. Um but to kind of combat oh, that, I, yeah, every why are you in a bad mood? Exactly that song, yeah, <laughs> it's a great song. But now, am I mistaken, or is Chuck Berry the guy with the, the original R. Kelly with the P tapes? <laughs> I don't know about that. Hold Word on. on the street is Chuck Berry. I mean, all those guys did. Fucking uh, Jerry Lee Lewis was married to like his fourteen year old cousin. Oh yeah, yeah. came yeah. off a, a airplane with her sucking a lollipop, all seductive and shit. Yeah, wow. it was very bizarre. Different times, I guess. If <laughs> <laughs> anybody's gonna have sex with my sister, it's, it's gonna, gonna be, be me. me. 
<laughs> um, but no, like jazz kind of combats that. Like, because I just me personally, I go too too up and down and like it dictates and like like the little movie goes off into my head and my head and stuff like that when I'm listening to, you know, a lot of that stuff. So like the jazz just really slows everything down. And it's it's more of a like a steady high, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love listening. We we, we go to the grocery store. And we take the car. I love putting jazz on. Exactly like what you're saying. Like on a Sunday afternoon, especially in New York City, it literally you can see why so many fucking filmmakers use jazz as as they're scoring uh, in movies. Because it literally, if you took if you take a camera, you take yeah. an iPhone, you hold it out your window as you're driving down. If you're driving slow in New York City. Put it in black and white and throw fucking uh, some Miles Davis behind it. You got a movie. That's yeah, it right there. Spike Lee. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Um, so tell us, what was the the first concert you went to that you made the decision? You're like, I got to go see this. Okay. All right. Great question. Not, Not one a, like somebody brought you or like a, a relative was like, oh, you got to come with me. I got you. Like, I got to be there. I'm not that big of a concert guy, to be honest with you. Um, the oh. first concert that I was dragged to, like not not what you're asking, but I'm going to tell you anyway, uh, oh. was a Jack Wagner concert by my fucking mom and oh. my cousin and four of her friends in a Pontiac fucking like Pontiac 600 or whatever the fuck the car was. Uh, they drug me to it. And like, I thought these broads were normal. These bitches started freaking the, my mom too, like, ah! Oh, so it was like some Beatles mania shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He he was like he was like a, a soap opera star and a pop singer in the eighties. This guy Jack okay. Wagner and my cousin was obsessed okay. to the point like they were chasing his van out of the venue. Whoa, dude! I'm telling you, they're all smoking. There's Aquanet in the car. I'm ready for this. <laughs> um, but when we different were times, different times, different times. But when I was a kid, when I was in high school, there was the Man Music Center, which huh. again. Once all those bands from the 70s started releasing all those CDs, they all fucking started going back out on tour. You know what I mean? Uh -huh. mm -hmm. um, so I remember like going down and seeing Steve Miller, but it was never really about going into the concert. It was about fucking getting high in the parking lot and buying a fucking tie dye T-shirt and trying to oh, talk yeah, to I, girls. I feel you. You know, um, first concert that I ever bought tickets to. Yep. And actually wanted to go and see was ween really yeah because uh, i went to i went to college uh in, in right outside of philly mm -hmm. and uh and they were torn i saw them at the trocadera in philadelphia they yep. fucking blew me away and then a few weeks later we went back and i didn't really listen to them but my boys did they took me back and we saw tool oh and that was dude i was honestly what year was this this was uh this had to be 95 or 96 Oh, wow. Uh, dude, and it was one of the fucking... I didn't even like them. Yeah. And, man, I came out of there fucking... Just ready to go. Dude, those guys... I'm like, these dirt balls can play. God damn. <laughs> <laughs> dude, they were fucking unbelievable. Uh, so, but Ween would probably be the first concert that I, that I really went to. I haven't been to a lot. I've been literally... I can name the rest of them. I saw the Black Crows uh -huh. in... Uh, 1999 at the at the Beacon on the Upper East Side. That was fucking ridiculous. I was just and gonna ask you, what's your what was the favorite one you've been to? A favorite one was I saw Elton John and Billy Joel tour together in probably 2002 or 2003 out in Jersey. My and my mom went to that in New York. 
Really? Dude, yeah. I'm telling you, man, this fucking, they were killing it. It's probably Billy a- Joel was like 60s and probably half in the bag. He's spinning <laughs> on the piano. And he's every- about to throw up. <laughs> His cars just crashed on stage. Um, everything sounded like it was on the album. And like they had like the, you know, they had like these old guys that were playing. They, they were playing like they were fucking kids. They were. It was just incredible. And we had shitty seats, too. We were yeah. behind the stage, like, all the way up top. And it was still just, like, the most amazing experience ever. And that shit still costs, like, $800. Dude, nuts. <laughs> yeah, I bet. Nuts. Yeah. I remember Elton John had this little, like, champagne, uh, like, you know, holder with, like, ice. And uh-huh. he just had this ice-cold can of club soda in it that he would hit every once in a while to, like, cool down his voice. Yeah. Oh, man, it looks so rich and so classy. <laughs> big, I'm a big Elton John, Billy Joel fan. I bet that show was just all hits. Dude, it was fucking all hits. I know someone The only that- person that I would have liked to have seen in concert uh, would be Bruce. I wouldn't mind seeing Springsteen. Voss, what, what did he say? Voss said that he saw them... Uh, Early, he saw them in early the in their career uh, when they were still playing on the boardwalk in uh, Jersey Shore. Uh, wow. What's I forget the name, Stony Pony, I think. Stone Pony. Yeah. Yeah. He, yeah saw, wow. he said that in order for people to get there, they were like giving out free hot dogs. Yeah. 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 And then he said that they were like blown away, like, yo, these guys are fucking amazing. This sax player is ridiculous. I know. I just, it's funny you mentioned that about, about how no matter how good people are, that there still is that process of getting it out there. Cause I, I just saw like a little thing on YouTube about um, Shaggy, you know, that song, uh, it, it wasn't, wasn't me. me. Yep. So it was just like a little behind the music about that. It wasn't behind the music, but it was something, but like oh. they had put out the album and it wasn't doing well. And he was like in jeopardy of getting dropped by his label. And he yep. was like older and he thought his career was over. And so they went out on tour to support it. And it was like, you know, couple hundred people here a couple hundred people there mm-hmm. and then lo and behold as this was going on there was this uh there was this dj in hawaii that like got like you know the sample of the album and found that song and loved it yeah. and he played it like once or twice over there and like all of a sudden like you know the, the storybook the, the fucking phones lit up and this and that and the other thing and then and they started playing it like fucking like every 10 minutes and it just snowballed from there. And, you know, Shaggy says, and all of a sudden one day we just show up to the show and it's like fucking, you know, it's like sold out. And we're like, what, the, what are these people doing here? And that was it. You know, wow. crazy. It's the vibe of that island, man. The vibe of the that, island. That's what, yeah, that's, that's true. What I, yo, dude, I could see you. I, I was listening to what was it when I went to when I went out there? Uh, it was that uh, Ibiza song. I took a pill. In the oh, pizza. yeah. All right. And I'm just 100%. like, cru- I'm cruising around. I'm like, ah, where do I get some Addy? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know if that's a pill he was talking about, but I, I'm just saying I wanted like to roofie myself. Like Exactly. I, that I was like, song is great. Yeah. I'm like one of these Samoans got to have like a bag full of pills somewhere. That's so funny. <laughs> I say I don't even like techno, but I'll tell you what, in the right mood, oh. you throw in a little aviche, all of a sudden I'm like, eh, 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 eh. <laughs> no, dude, it was that song. Uh, um, what was it? Uh, like a G6. That shit used to make me want to pop pills. Yeah, or boom, the other boom, one, boom, the doo-doo. "Wake Me Up" song is pretty good too. So wake me up when it's all over. You know that one? Oh yeah, yeah. You're just mm, mm, yeah. Shot, 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 shot. <laughs> 
I thought you were talking uh, talking about wake me up before you go go. A Judabug. Now you're speaking my language. A Judabug. Shout out to the king, Mr. George Michaels. Ba, 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 ba. I loved all his stuff too. There's another guy completely reinvented himself when fucking uh, when Faith came out and Freedom Ninety came out and all that stuff. That song's fucking awesome. It was, kind of, it was kind of um like doing what people were in the UK were doing, like the Happy Mondays and uh, Primal Fear, I believe their name is. Yeah, they um, they were kind of doing that stuff. And I guess they got influenced by it. it sucks, man. You know, that happens sometimes. Like you love Nirvana. I love Nirvana also. And then in college, I found out about the Pixies, where the Pixies, the Pixies and the Melvins. Yeah, that's where they And that's where all that stuff was like originated from. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes inspired. Yeah. Well, they always say you can tell the, who the pathfinders are because they have the arrows in their back, you know. So <laughs> that's usually, a good, that's a good quote. Yeah, um, but I mean, you know, you know, it is a business, so you have to have all the elements. You have to have the commercialization. You know, Kurt Cobain was a fucking good-looking dude. Yeah. Um, his songs are unbelievable, um, yeah. but the Melvins and everybody did pretty good. Um, yeah. But yeah, it is interesting. Did you ever see Twenty Four Hour Party People, the movie about like the Happy Mondays and all the, all that that whole little scene? Oh. It's pretty good. Check it out. Steve Coogan's in it. Um, he plays, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, but like the guy who like <clears throat> helped kind of launch that whole scene a little bit. Oh, is it about the, the record owner? Yes. I, f- I forget the guy's name. So it's um, Tony Wilson. It was an O2 uh, biographical comedy drama film about Manchester's popular music community from 76 to 92 and specifically right. about Factory Records. Factory Records, Tony Wilson. Yeah. Yeah, it's really good. It just kind of shows you that. Like the, the one lead singer killed himself like as they were about to get fucking famous. And then, oh, Joy you know, Division? the. Huh? Joy Division. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, like, and then the. But, you know, the sound is still there. The, somebody has to carry the sound and. Yeah, it's the way it goes. Mm-hmm. I love Joy Division. Yeah, they're fucking pretty awesome, man. It's a hard pill. Too much. It just makes me sad. It does, it, dude. It makes you so sad. It's like so dark and so sad. Yeah, yeah. And then when That's you know the though. fact that he killed himself, it's like, oh, should have yeah. lost control again. <laughs> That's my biggest fear. It's like I'm always amazed when people kill themselves right before things start working out. You know what I mean? We've been some. I'm, dude, I've, I've never been to the doctor more ever in my life. This podcast is starting to take off. I'm fucking looking over my shoulder, wrapping myself in, <laughs> wrapping myself in bubble tape. I'm hugging not going on, out now. Hugging on a baby Yoda in the background. <laughs> no, there he is right back there. Foley bubble boy. That's right. <laughs> uh, so wait. Uh, I made me want to ask like a are you garbage question. Um, when you would get sick, did your mom just like rub tussin on you? No. <laughs> when I got sick as a kid, my mom would scare the fucking shit out of me. Really? That's what she would do. Yeah, she would. Uh, she would always make you feel like it was worse. I remember one time as a little kid. I wonder why I have anxiety. I mean, you can't I, stop coughing. You got AIDS. Uh, yeah, dude, literally, <laughs> literally. <laughs> And that was when I was a kid and I was already fucking petrified. Yeah. But um, I remember one time I had a fever. I couldn't have been more than six or seven. Mm-hmm. And my mom walks over. She puts a thermometer in my mouth and she comes back over and she takes it. And it was like 102. Oh, wow. And she pulls it out. She's like, oh, my God, Terry, his fever's 102. 
right in the fucking front of me. Huh? And then she had to test it rectally. I remember that when I was a kid. I knew I didn't fucking it was not, it, it, not 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 the act of it, but the fact that my mom was doing it. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, <laughs> it's like shouldn't you be a prostitute named Lampshade or something like that? <laughs> People pay for these kind of things. I know. I know my mom doing it, but uh, <laughs> no, she wouldn't use she wouldn't use Tussin. But we we would yeah we were definitely Robitussin. You know, it was big Hall's cough drops. We always got Hall's stuff yeah. down our throat. And when you're a six year old kid, you might as well be drinking fucking whiskey. That shit is, <laughs> I'm, a, I'm a Luden's man. You know what I mean? I want to get nice and easy. Yep. I'm one of those people that I don't know if it's like a placebo effect or if it actually works, but I, I really believe that like um, ginger ale and chicken noodle soup like cures <laughs> damn near every like common cold you get. 100% man. I don't know. I do. And Gatorade. If, if it's uh, like really bad, just a Gatorade well, afterwards. Get out of here. Like Gatorade when you're sick. <laughs> that's garbage. I, it's oh, garbage. I know that's garbage. That's super garbage. I love it. <laughs> I, yeah. Unless you're dehydrated, it's pretty garbage. When we were when we were little kids, if there was a Gatorade in the refrigerator, somebody was on their deathbed. You know oh, what no. I mean? <laughs> oh, yeah. Like it's Gatorade. That ice pops were brought in at a certain point. Ice pops didn't do anything. It just made you feel better. Yeah. Like, anytime I get sick now, my girlfriend goes to the store and like gets me stuff. She's like, what else do you want? I'm like, ice pops. Was that like last <laughs> resort kind of thing? They bring you in the ice pops as you're on the deathbed. If you had a sore throat or something like that. Also, it's pretty trashy. We were real big on ocean spray cranberry juice, but yeah. never the straight cranberry. It was cran grape or cran apple or cran raspberry. You got that when you were sick. We should have been just drinking water. Not yeah, fucking the fuck? <laughs> not, not a box of powdered Lipton soup and fucking uh, <laughs> old ginger ale. Where the fuck gotta, did they get? Who was who was the marketing guy at ginger ale that fucking leaned on doctors? Giving you cranberry and, juice. You got to piss out this sickness. I know. Uh, listen, little fat kid shows up here. Why you tell his mother? Ginger ale. All right. Give me that. <laughs> hands him a fucking hands him a lot of cash. Who was that guy? That's genius genius it's like the food pyramid somebody who makes grains or bread or pasta must have paid to have that fucking little the bottom column so big 100 i was talking about that with uh, a couple of comics the other night we were saying the exact same thing because they changed it now right it's like a yeah a circle or a fucking piece of bacon or whatever it is well they kind of flip um, it upside down because if you eat yeah the way the old pyramid was you end up looking like it <laughs> that's what i did i was all grains i remember every morning before we went to school it was fucking apples and cinnamon oatmeal just and then we'd get to school and it'd be like pizza and milk and fucking this dude by fucking eighth period i'm fucking just like you know i'm half i'm, I'm in a fucking diabetic coma half in the diabetic bag dude crazy so every, every meal was it milk Every meal wasn't milk, but I think there wasn't too many meals. There wasn't too many dinners where there wasn't a, there wasn't milk involved that we drank. Was and that I guess by I, choice, or it was just that was what there was? That would that's that's what it, that's what it I, was. We I, weren't drinking water. I disagree on saying that that's trashy because that shit is expensive. Yeah, we my house. You drank one glass in the morning. That was it. You weren't drinking really? that. Sh yeah, they were like, nah, you ain't drinking this shit. This shit costs more than gas. Uh, we 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 went through milk and I know oh. it was expensive and like they would <laughs> they would complain about it and stuff. But I think it was so 
like, you know, like white trash ingrained in us that that we thought that's what you had to spit. You have to give the kids milk. There has to be milk. There had to be milk. There had to be milk and bread. They were like the two big. They were the two like white trash things. I remember that we always had to have. You have to have milk and bread. It's going to snow. <laughs> what am I gonna put it on the driveway? What's going on? <laughs> Use it in replacement for rock salt or some shit. Yeah, that always still amazes me because I, I was actually with my parents when we got this on the east coast. We had this. Where are you guys at, by the way? Connecticut. Connecticut. Okay. So when we had the big storm last week, oh yeah. Um, I was home with them, and it's like it was Saturday morning. I was home and it was gonna start coming in Sunday night, and we yeah. drove by the giant. And it was, dude, it looked like fucking, it looked like the stones were playing the whole parking lot. And it's like, it's going to be two days. That's yeah. just how good the machine is at like, you know, the fear and the this and the that and the get this. And, and it's all fucking tied in together. The pyramid, the melt, oh, the fucking uh-huh. whole night. <laughs> yeah, no, legit. The, the, so, um, damn. I don't want to get conspiracy theory on him. I think this almost just took a dark turn. I I thank God you caught yourself. (laughs) But no, I mean, they did do that to help the people of agriculture and help out the people with the dairy. You know, I mean, because they say that it has calcium, but they put calcium. This is the conspiracy? This is not conspiracy. This is oh, the oh, like yeah, yeah, they, yeah. Uh, kids caught rickets back in the day, and yeah. the way to cure it was they had them drink milk, but they put vitamin D in the milk. It's not like milk comes with it. Yeah, you know, it was just like or here, if we it does, get, it's such a low percentage. We got to get rid of this cow pus. How <laughs> <laughs> how do we get rid of it? Yeah. yeah, I think about that. What would they do with milk if we still ate beef but didn't drink milk? What would we do? I guess either just give it to animals or throw it out, I guess. And where, where would you throw it out? Actually, I think I might have read something, though, that only a small percentage of cow's milk goes to actual milk. Most of it goes to cheese and yogurt and shit like that. Oh, well, fuck. Yeah, yeah. that makes sense. I yeah. still eat that. I don't drink milk, but I, I still eat cheese. You know, fuck with some Chobani? Chobani's good. Fuck yeah. Yeah. You get the, the Fages, the best. They go up to yeah. like 45% milk fat. It's like sticking into a brick. Wow. <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah, I don't I don't fuck with the with craft and all that shit. I get like the I get the Italian uh, made. Um, That's good. I love American cheese. cheese. Well, doesn't the blue box, the uh craft macaroni and cheese, don't they say like it has weird effects on people? Sure. Yeah. Makes people real happy. That's what that's the fucking <laughs> <laughs> so does crack cocaine. <laughs> Good stuff. So since you named, you know, all the, the shows you've been to, was there one that you particularly you were like disappointed in that like wasn't what you expected? Mm, no, I don't think so because I've been to so few. I mean, I, I'm I'm more of a studio guy that i am like whenever somebody puts out like a live version of something fuck and they sing shit. it differently i'm like what the fuck is this yeah me too billy joel <laughs> yeah billy joel did that a lot i you know i hate that uh it's because they're tired of singing it the same way that's they why. have to be man i mean dude you'd want to find no matter what you owed to it and you know how long it took you to get there and all this shit. dude after doing it four billion times you got to be like fuck this it drives you crazy. 
Yeah. So I, I get it. But no, I wouldn't say there was anyone because I've only been to so few that I was like disappointed in. I mean, if you want to talk about like going to like a bar and like seeing like a local band, sure. Yeah, sure. Plenty right. of times. These guys stink. <laughs> right. It's always the drums. The drums yeah. is always um, what throws it off. Like, you know, I've seen so many bands and bars where like, man, these guys could be good if they would fucking turn the fucking volume on the vocals up and do something about the drums that they weren't vibrating through the entire fucking room. Yeah. You know, yeah, you, don't, you don't have to be so specific, but my next question is, has a friend's band ever asked you to see them and you saw them and you were like, what the fuck is this? I, what do you mean? I was that guy. Yes, <laughs> I was that guy. Yeah, I started when, when I lived up in New York the first time I started writing songs because uh, I played guitar, filmed a couple of videos. I played out at a couple of shows in the in, in the in the village a little bit. Um, just by myself, like opening up for for, for bigger acts and stuff. Um, the furthest I ever got was I got put on like a New York independent compilation CD that was for hurricane relief. Um, Is that still available? <laughs> I hope not. Um, Let me find out. Oh, what God. Was the name of it. It was called Hurricane Kid. I doubt you're going to be able to find it. I'll probably uh, find some kid in his garage. like <laughs> About to get wiped out by a hurricane. But then when I moved home, I, I, I had played with these other two guys. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, when I was getting ready to move back, we um, we played a couple of shows. Yeah. And, dude, we were fucking awful. I remember dude, we had like I had like my boss and like my brother and his friends and like my girlfriend uh-huh. come out to see us at like Kenny's Castaways. And we Is were doing really? like. No, I was in New York and we were doing like the opening slot on some like, you know, borderline open mic music night. Okay. We set all our guitars up. We tuned everything perfectly. And then we left and went across the street to the diner. And I guess while we were in the diner, one of these other scumbags in the band and and another band came up on stage and turned, you know, just fucking just got us out of tune. Like literally, just like tweaked our guitars. Oh, wow. asshole! Yeah, because after the show, my my one was like, "Yeah, it was, it was somebody up there that was fiddling with the with the with the tuners up top," and we went up there and looked like fucking idiots, and we weren't good enough to like oh. tune it like in the moment really quick. Damn, too yeah, bad that, that guitar. There's a guitar that tunes itself. Really? That's pretty cool. It's fucking expensive, but it's like a really oh, nice. It's a really nice strat, and you could just like untune it through, and it'll just fix itself. Damn. Yeah. Now, what was the name of the band? Uh, we didn't really have one. We never really got to that point. Um, well, what'd you go by? Hurricane when we played those shows. I no, I even... thought that was the name of the compilation, right? Oh no, the compilation was just H Foley, which is me. Oh, okay. this, this, this is this is this is before the band. Yeah. I think we the, that the one or two shows that we did play together. I don't know, I want to say the gasoline rainbows, but I could be wrong. That's a trippy ass name. <laughs> gasoline rainbows. <laughs> Man, we stink. It's so funny. What it's so happened? Funny you were what drunk you and do. you looked at like gas on the floor and you're like, there's a rainbow in it. I, I want to say that I got gasoline ra- rainbows from the catcher and the rye or one of those books. There somebody describes one or talks about one. Huh. Yeah. Well, you are classy reading Cratcher in the Rye. <laughs> yeah, right. That's too funny. I've never read it. You didn't have to read it in school. 
I don't think so. I guess public school in New York City. Well, I didn't go to New York City, but you know, uh, Nershell. I guess they didn't make me read that shit. No. Oh, I, I think they did. You just didn't read it. I'm pretty sure <laughs> <laughs> he ignored all the assignments. I just got the cliff notes, probably. Yeah. Math. <laughs> math. We didn't take fucking math. They didn't maybe, give math. Maybe I was such a hippie. I was like, this is the book that killed John Lennon. I'm not reading this. Maybe yes. <laughs> for a while, it's the number two book sold behind uh, the Bible. Yeah. yeah. Really? I saw I saw his documentary, man. It's pretty awesome. He was he was in the Normandy invasion and he had a manuscript of the catcher in the rye on him Whoa. when he fucking stormed the beaches of Normandy. How crazy is that? What? That's wild. Yeah. J.D. Salinger. I just yeah. wonder how it didn't get shot or stabbed or submerged in water. I know. That's what I'm saying. Think how different history would have been. You know, DJ No Sleep would have never not known that there wasn't a book that he wasn't supposed to read. <laughs> this was fun, man. Hell yeah, dude. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah, we appreciate you, man. Of course. Uh, anything you want to plug? Um, just the Are You Garbage podcast. You can you can get it anywhere that you listen to podcasts. We have our own YouTube page and we have a Patreon for bonus content. Uh, it's patreon.com backslash Are You Garbage. Uh, social media, I'm at H Foley on Ice on Twitter and Foley Grams on Instagram. Oh, I got one more question. Go ahead. Uh, what was... Uh, give me your favorite and uh, your most embarrassing part of the, uh, the tour of uh, your parents. The tour... Oh, um, nothing I would say embarrassing. No. No, because anything that, you know... I mean, that's the one good thing about the podcast. It, you know, it helps you to not be embarrassed by that stuff. It's all out there. Yeah, it's all out there. And, you know, everybody has it. Um, the embarrassing thing. My favorite is the pool, obviously. The shot that Toby got of the pool is yeah. amazing. And then uh, your, what was that? Your mom filming you trying to belly flop or whatever? Oh, yeah. Um, was that your mom? Yeah, that was my mom. No. Yeah, no, nothing really embarrassing. Maybe the the hole in the wall downstairs, but they were just waiting for you know uh, for the contractor to come. So what are you gonna do? Yeah, a little water leak. A little water leak. Yeah. yeah. Thanks again. Was, man. Yeah, said, guys, thank you so much. We really appreciate. It. Is that it? Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, we don't want to bug you. Hold on, I'll stop recording. <laughs>